started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Early in January, I recorded a conversation with Eli Marcus after some time of enjoying his channeled posts on Facebook. Years, maybe, not sure when it began. Eli is a thinker, writer, philosopher who is one of my favorite contemporary writers and I see him impacting thousands of people. To those of you who haven't encountered his work, I'm pleased to get to introduce him. I would invite you to pour deeper into his transmissions online, Eli Marcus on Facebook, and in his recent book, Spirit Said and Secure the Throne. His writing is a call to personal, social, and spiritual maturity, a call to step up and serve life, to step away from the wound cycle and into the God zone, some terms that we'll be defining here in this episode, and to really be a creator here. Every day, he is posting gems, and I've watched the ripple effect of his writing bring out greater awareness, confidence, and integrity in the people who have been touched by it. As an example of the loving and firm reality checks that he offers, here's a recent post of his from Facebook, February 20th, 2023, that reads, quote, When you do the self-work, have self-awareness, and you're genuinely a stable-minded and healthy person, Not only will you have excellent options desire you for partnership or friendship, but you'll have a waiting line of excellent options desiring access to you. If you have not one excellent option desiring access to you, do more self-work. If you have a long line of poor options who only desire access to you for low energy reasons, do more self-work. Anything that is internally healthy, functional, and considerate will have decent options to choose from. Do more self-work. Work on your soul. Stop running your mouth more than you truly look in the mirror and lay your burdens down at the altar. Stop trying to demand and pull stuff out of people and truly work on being a better person. Lastly, stop relying on people who got the same demons as you to give an honest review or critique about yourself. If the marketplace everywhere keeps reaching the same conclusion about you, then yes, you likely have some extremely unpleasant traits that you're not even fully conscious of. Always be yourself, but cleanse your mind, body, and spirit until your heart is pure enough to sustain healthy relationships with healthy people. Okay? Eli Marcus. End quote. And another Eli Marcus quote. We have to unlearn this behavior of approaching God as needy victims, sugar babies, and takers. Be an extension of God's hand by being a giver, problem solver, and value creator with your life force. End quote. Some news before we begin, you may also follow me on YouTube at my channel, Sabrina Monarch, and there is a crossover between this podcast and the channel, times that I publish to both, though I don't always, Um, but currently I'm sharing a new series to my channel that I'm not sharing here, which is a series on natal Pluto aspects. I shared an introduction on what Pluto means and aspect generally in the natal chart, how it represents aspects of ourselves that are up for major transformation in this lifetime. And I started by offering a Sun-Pluto video and a 
Moon-Pluto video so far, and I'll be going through the rest of the planets in combination to Pluto. So you can find me there, Sabrina Monarch. And please remember to support this podcast and the YouTube channel by spreading the word, telling your friends, rating this podcast five stars on Spotify, reviewing this podcast on iTunes, and liking my videos and subscribing on YouTube. All of those things are immensely helpful and supportive. If you've been listening to this podcast for a bit and you have something to say about it, I would love to read your review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Send me a screenshot of your review before you click submit to sabrina at monarchastrology.com and I'll send you a resource library about creating and elevating your reality, which includes several videos, including one of my favorite lectures I've ever given called Leo and the Evolution of Alternate Realities, which is about play as a primordial force of creativity that literally invents reality. And now enjoy this episode with Eli Marcus. Hey Eli, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I've been really enjoying your transmissions and messages for a while now along with some of my great friends. I feel like every time I tune into your messages or recently was listening to one of your audio transmissions that I'm transported into a whole world. Uh, My mindset changes, new perspectives open. Um, And I find that you offer a lot of gateways and keys into both personal empowerment and also like relational, communal, family, um, like improving those dynamics. So right. thank you so much for all the impact that your writing has had on me. No, that's like a, a beautiful introduction. I'm, I'm flattered, honestly. I mean, if you want, you can keep going. I'll take it all. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, you know, how would you describe yourself and the ministry? Um, how would I deci- uh, describe myself and the ministry? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, it's difficult to describe it. I use different words um, for lack of a better word or for lack of a better way of explaining it. So sometimes I'll call it a ministry or I'll call myself um, a philosopher and sometimes I'm a spiritual teacher. And uh, it's very difficult. Uh, Sometimes I'll call myself a godfather. So it just depends on what energy I feel like um, describing myself in for that day. But what I'm just doing is just like living life and being myself. And as I discover things in my own life, in my own field, it could be um, an observation with things going on in my personal life, maybe a friend's life, maybe a family member or a stranger. I get wisdom from all of those different things and I share it. And um, that's that's pretty much how I would describe it. It's very simple. It's a very simple process for me, very organic and authentic process for me. Right. It feels natural. Like It feels like a natural extension of who you are put into language, transmitted, um, and there's a real like invitation that I feel in what you share. Right, right, yeah, it, it, that's kind of how it happens. And it was like a- accidental, really. You know, you start sharing your gifts one day and um, you know, no one's listening, you're just being yourself and then it just kind of grows into its own form. And then eventually people start showing up and it's like, oh, I have company now. So now people are, are listening and they're showing up and they're appreciating what I'm sharing which for any human being, um, that's always a, a beautiful thing is when you're helping people with your natural gifts that you're just sharing because you want to share it. Right. 
How do you feel it began? Mm. I've always been someone who would create quotes and someone who would write and um, share things from my heart, share things in my mind. Um, I can't even really pinpoint where it began. Like even when I was a child, I would write books that, you know, just for my own uh, pleasure, for my own, because it stimulated me to create stories. Um, so that's something that I would do. And I would, I would write like a, a novel actually in high school, I would like ninth grade. I started writing this novel and it's like a, this uh, paper book, like a notebook actually. And I would write the novel, chapter one, and then I would pass it around to people who were interested in my story and they'll bring it back to me and then I'll keep on writing. So that's always been a, a, a process for me. And I actually just remembered that when you asked that question. That's cool. Like, so you were having people read it as you were writing it. As I was writing it and their feedback yeah. and their, it would encourage me to keep going with the story. What would happen next? What would happen next? And this was literally like a notebook. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't do really well at school. So instead of um, participating in my classroom, I was just doing my own thing. I was literally in my own world. And I you know, would invite people into that world. So I would write these crazy novels, um, uh, ranging from different topics and different dynamics. And um, these storylines would just be wild. As just, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing God in that way of writing novels. Yeah. Do you still have those novels? I don't. Um, I don't have the, that, the one I'm talking about. I don't have that particular one. I don't know where that is. Maybe someone found it. I wonder if you feel something similar with social media in terms of how the audience, the community influences the channel and the transmissions that are coming through. Mm, that's a great question. I'm pretty sure that there's a connection there. Um, it, when anyone's in your field, you're going to pick up something from them. They're going to pick up something from you. Um, and there's going to be some sort of transmission that sometimes gets shared with multiple people. Uh, you might read something in your mind, your psychology just goes that way. Your, your psychology is introduced to, to this. Your consciousness is being exposed to a subject matter or exposed to a way of thinking. And then whatever you know in your own mental universe, it will come up with something different. So that's natural. Um, even if someone doesn't like you, if they have to hear your voice, if they have to read your writings, you are having an influence on them. You're pinging your thoughts off of their brain like a cell tower. Um, and that works vice versa as well. So that's why we have to be very careful with what we're exposing our consciousness to and what are we projecting out of our consciousness for, for other people to be exposed to. Um, it's important to have that kind of that level of command because you're you are operating as like a cell phone tower, whether you like it or not. Um, yeah. And people are cell phone towers for you as well. Like you're pinging off of their consciousness, everything you say. Um, right. Mm hmm. This is Aquarian par excellence. Like for people who are listening to this podcast, a lot of us are into astrology. Uh, I just know that you're sun in Aquarius. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is a sign that has so much to do with paradigms, philosophies, forms of thought. And the image of a radio tower or a broadcast is also very Aquarian. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, Aquarius builds worlds through the intellect um, and understanding how to have like mental boundaries or to create worlds um, and then change the collective like consensus world through uh, being an example or you know being a leader being a thought leader something that Aquarius can do mm. that, that resonates with me um, you know I'm really not 
I don't know a lot about astrology, so I'm very ignorant about what sign does what. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing your specialty with me because that, that does resonate. Yeah, you're expressing Aquarius in a beautiful and inspiring way. I love to see it. What's your sign, by the um, way? Aries. Oh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I've made a handful of Aries in my life. Yeah, Aries and Aquarius, are they have good synastry. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, something that this talk about like mental discipline and kind of what thought patterns we're feeding or investing in or exposing ourselves to has me thinking about your teachings about either creating being in the god zone versus being in like the wound cycle or the land of dry bones <laughs> right <laughs> you have like um a vocabulary that you've created that um is also impactful in of itself but i'm curious like this was something also that I spoke to you about wanting to discuss today was like the gift versus the deception. So some of these differentiations of like leaning into um, a beautiful life, a connected life, a creative life versus being stuck in these kind of uh, wounds basically, or choosing to see um, the worst parts of people, um, choosing to invest in you know, understanding and digging people's shadows versus, you know, and tearing them apart versus like really building other people up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really love the word choices and the way you structure your sentences. It, you mean, the level of comprehension to what I'm trying to communicate. Um, so I appreciate you doing that. Really, I do. Um, so, yes, to, to talk about that. Uh, well, I'm not sure if there was the exact question or, or, you know, we have a. Oh, yeah, I would love to have you talk about it in your words. Okay. So, because you touched on the gift of deception, uh, the wound cycle, and, and uh, mental, you said the word mental um, command, I believe. So here's how I see it. You can, you have a choice to create, to, to, you, ha you can have a choice to have command over your own consciousness. And in that command, it's like a blank canvas. You can draw it however you want to draw it. Um, and I think this is something we do naturally. Children do this naturally. They have a self-image, they develop that self-image and they just go in their zone where it's just them in alignment and God and they're, they're just doing their thing until someone breaks their spirit, until someone introduces a, a routine that's not aligned with who they naturally are. Maybe it's a classroom or whatever. Um, and then that begins a process of really corroding their natural abilities and their spirit and their curiosity and their excitement for life. So they get sort of reduced into this box because we live in a society where everyone, it's normal for everyone to participate in the illusion of the state or the illusion of the general uh, population and whoever controls that. Um, and I call it an illusion because that's, that's what it is. That's what holds everything together. Illusions are not wrong. They're just illusions. Um, there's some illusions that are good for people and there's some illusions that are bad for them. There's some illusions that aids people with their growth and their development and their confidence. Um, and, it, and they meet their magic. They meet their God zone through those, uh, those illustrations, those illusions, those belief systems or whatever. So when you have command over your own consciousness, you can decide what's good for you. I'm gonna decide what's gonna go in my mind. I'm gonna decide what I believe and what I'm not gonna believe. And I don't care what anyone else says about it um, because this is developing me. This is developing my tribe. Um, this is taking us forward. This is allowing us to get stronger and healthier and being better human beings. 
Um, so I, that's what having command over your consciousness means. So when you have command over your consciousness, when someone has a negative thought about you, uh, like a mean, evil-spirited negative thought about you, why do you have to know that? You know, so if that's exposed to you, then you're going to repeat that. It's going to create a wound cycle. Like if someone calls you ugly or something or whatever, if they call you, you know, I don't want to use the word fat, but fat or some other mean word. And you're thinking about it all the time. Like, oh, they call me ugly and I'm not ugly. And now you're trying to prove that, you know, it, so it, it creates this crazy world where you're like, uh, you're sitting in the back. You're wearing a hoodie with something over your head. You're doing things because you think everyone thinks you're ugly. And, you, you know, if someone calls you obnoxious when you're just being yourself um, and now you're super insecure about it. So you create a world because they're changing your thought pattern. They're changing the way you would naturally operate in the world. And because they're changing that, you're creating a wound cycle out of that. You're creating your friends now match that wound cycle. The relationships you get in match that wound cycle. It matches the insecurity. Um, but you could just shatter all that shit and just be like, you know what? <laughs> it's not true. I, 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 what you said about me is it might be true to you, but there's a lot of other people it's not true to. And there's a lot of people that need to meet the greatest version of me where I'm up, I'm alive, I'm active, I'm confident, and I'm in my God zone and I'm creating um, in the way that, that, that feeds my soul. So you just need to find those people who agree with your self-image, your best self-image. Um, that's how you break, I think, out of uh, many wound cycles. It's just having command over your consciousness and kicking dry bones out of your mind, kicking people who judged you um, harshly out of your mind, out of your world. Kick them out of your mind because they don't deserve a seat at the council board on the, on how you move in the world, on what relationships you get in, on where you go, on if you should sit in the front or the back, on if you should go on the stage and present your ideas or your project or not, on if you should pick up the phone or uh, call that investor or not. All of your choices are being determined by what's in your consciousness. Everything you feel worthy for in your life is being decided by what's in your consciousness. And when you have people who are judging you in a very negative way in your consciousness, even if it's an incident that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago in high school, middle school, or if it was a parent that was abusive or whatever, you can't move the way you need to move because they, they have command over you. Um, so that's right. I wanted to say that piece. I didn't want to talk too much, you know, because I, I was raised in the church and I can preach. So I try to slow myself down when I feel like I'm going off the rails. Well, I love it. Mm -hmm. There was this viscerality of what you're describing because I can feel like Almost like, yeah, these thoughts, these memories taking residence in our consciousness. And it's a program, it's a loop, it's a CD that we're like playing over and over again. And there's something really liberating about releasing that, yeah. not identifying with it anymore. And there's also a degree of like mental discipline that that requires because, you know, if we don't actually attend to that, it's just running kind of unconsciously. Right. Um, you know, and we integrate it, we believe it at some point. Right. I would agree with that. Now, the word discipline sounds like it requires like going to the gym and working it out. And that's true. But I would even I would describe it in an easier way where I would okay. say yeah. everyone has insecurities. The person who called someone ugly or someone fat or someone, oh, you think you're all that. You're not all that. Whatever. They have their own insecurities. So when you become aware that everyone has insecurities and the people who called you names or who were mean to you 
um, that they had some stuff going on. They had some secrets in their own life or some some issues that they were dealing with. And you you understand generally what some of the common issues are that people are dealing with, the common secrets that are out there that everyone's keeping to themselves uh, and what made them the way they are. When you understand that, it is so much easier to just show the fuck up as yourself because it's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> you know, you have your own insecurities. <laughs> like, why would I let yeah. you control me and control how I move in the world? You know, maybe what you're saying about me is true. It doesn't matter because you have your own stuff. You have your own shit that you need to wipe as well i'm working on mine go work on yours and i'm gonna and while i'm working on mine i'm gonna show up i'm gonna be confident i'm going to do my best and be my best be the best human being i can be and i'm gonna feel like i'm worthy for it i'm gonna feel like i'm worthy of that and for every person that has been mean-spirited to you there's someone else in in the universe somewhere in the world who would replace them and be the kindest human being to you or a productive and constructive human being to your to your growth and to where you're trying to go um so you just replace them you're, it's just a broken piece in the system just replace them with someone who works and someone who's fixed and um who's contributing to you in a positive uh way so yeah i i do agree that's how i would describe it to someone because it's so easier to, it's so much easier to, to see it as like oh everyone has stuff so you know everyone has issues the person who said that to you the person who's treating you that way there's a reason why and if you knew that reason why you wouldn't let allow it to have a hold on you for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Right. That's a helpful reframe that we like literally all have insecurities and it's a matter of how much we're being disempowered by that versus just letting it be. And Right. Yeah. Right. right. So alternately, like what's the God zone? Um, you, you know, when I first used the term God zone, I didn't even know what I was. I didn't know what it was. It was just something I felt in my spirit. It's just the words that came out of me. Um, but now I would say the God zone is when you have full command over your consciousness, number one, and you are your your wounding is fairly low. You know, it's low enough where who you truly are can shine through. Your work on this world, the work that you want to do, the work that you desire, your passions are shining through. And you are just, you're in the zone. You're there. You're 100% in the zone. It's almost like you're in your own world. And it feels good. It feels great. It feels empowering. Um, And it's like, yo, I can, you know, you're really like your highest self. Oh, I can do this. You know, you're just doing your thing in the God zone. So the God zone is like that place where you have full command of your consciousness and you're certain of yourself that you can do this work and you will do this work. Yeah, I love it. Like these aren't direct quotes, but you say things like, I'm going to need you to stop, you know, believing you're basic. I'm going to need you to put your shoulders back, keep your head up, like be in the God zone. And it's fun to read. Like it's a good reminder that that is literally a um, like orientation that one can take Mm -hmm. and just embody and Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in the day from that perspective what kinds of choices will you make how are you going to treat people like what doors are going to open from being in that Mm -hmm. god zone there it is right there i love it it's beautiful because um why not you know we're all going to die one day and i just don't want to and i'm really not certain what happens after you die um so really this life that we have every single day should be lived with absolute presence should be ideally that's how you want it to be presence you don't want to 
turn yourself down. You don't want to spend, because I've seen it. I've seen people spend 30 years literally hiding themselves or just not being their full capacity. They're super gifted. Their closest friends might know they're gifted and, and like, wow, they're amazing. But they can't show up in the world that way because they're too concerned about judgment or they're traumatized and wounded by things that were said about them in the past or they don't want to come across a certain way. They don't, they're imagining people are going to talk about them. Oh, she thinks she's all that. You know, like she says she knows astrology, like whatever, that's junk science, you know, ugh. so, you know, whatever, you know. We're, right, oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> right, we come up with these things and it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to, I love astrology, but I'm not going to talk about it like here because I don't want people to say this about me or whatever my thing is, whatever anyone's thing is, right? And it's like, why are you in that room anyway? Why are you connected to those people anyway? It's because you're, you have a thought pattern that's wounded and it's creating that reality. But when you can just shatter that shit by being yourself and you can just have that that disruption, have people not invite you to the party because they know who you are um, and they know that you're not going to align with where they're trying. Great. That's wonderful. That's actually good because now it holds space for your soul tribe to find you and for where you should be, your alignment to find you. And you and that feeds the God zone when you're just around individuals who match your frequency who who understand your ministry like i am a very weird individual and you have summoned me to an interview and that's because you understand my ministry i don't have to explain things to you um and there's other people who also requested an interview and things like and i don't have to explain anything to them i'm only finding people who are somehow connected in their own way in their own world in their own god zone they're connected to the language they're connected to the ministry but if i were to speak like this in another environment I could easily be cast as a weirdo, as a, you know, some some strange guy who's talking all this junk science, whatever. I'm not there to, to, to experience that, though. I'm here with you. I'm in the God zone. Right. Yeah, that definitely reminds me of um, starting to share my ideas on social media and having a kind of polarizing response, like deleting people, people unfriending me, um, and then starting to gather an audience or like connected community. Right. Um, and that there is that shattering. Um, and so you speak about basically undoing some of this cultural codependency of like just belonging in spaces where we don't actually belong, right. you know, or aren't being treated well to break away from that. Um, but then you also have all these insights about building community right. intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, and that to me, almost I feel this connection between the not living from the place of insecurity and feeding the God zone instead. And then in relationship, a similar thing of like building high value, like connection um, by being around people that we have like a true connection with yeah. and seeing the best in them um, as opposed to fixating um, yeah, on what's wrong or what needs to be fixed. Or, yes. Yes. I love how you describe yeah. that. Um, so, yes. I think it's, I think that's important. I also want to mention with the whole shattering, you know, uh, spaces you don't belong. Like a lot of people would say, well, then you're going to create an echo chamber and you're just going to have a, a bunch of yes people around you. And um, you're not going to get um, challenging feedback that you might that might be useful. Um, and I think there's a time and a place for that. I think you could still have that and have a God zone like community and have a very well connected community and still have space for that usually people who say things like that they're just trolls and they just want to troll you and shit on your confidence and shit on what, what your work and what you're trying to do and just kind of troll you because they're feeling pain themselves 
Um, but I do believe that when you do create spaces in communities that are aligned and that are beautiful, there's a there's a time and a place for um, crit- critiques from members of that space. What does it mean to be a member of a space? You are energetically paying taxes in some way. So um, opinions don't matter from people who are not contributing to the space, who are not contributing to the maintenance or the health of the space. Those types of opinions, especially people who are trolls, particularly people who are trolls, it just simply doesn't matter. Uh, but yes, I do believe in creating those kind of uh, communities and those those sort of uh, connections and even in relationships, um, like building on each other's gifts, making each other feel good, making, you know, like really strengthening each other. It's so much easier to hear critiques when it's coming from a person you know genuinely loves you and they genuinely care about your, your best interests or the best interests of the organization or whatever. Um, th- that becomes a, a much easier process, but yeah, that's that's what my uh, belief on that is, and I, I, you know, I don't think it's necessary to be fixated on flaws and try to nick, uh, pick people apart, and you know, you have this, and you you know, it, it's not necessary. It's not uh, uh, productive because what's the end result of that? You kill someone's spirit. Now they're walking around with low self esteem for the next fifty years. They abuse their children secretly, or they abuse their spouse secretly, or abuse random uh waitresses at restaurants or whatever because they have this issue going on or they just self-abuse they abuse themselves they feel like shit they sleep in all day they're depressed that's what you accomplish it doesn't do anything it's like it's 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 like that's not serving life that's like very a very destructive habit that i think has become a cultural norm in many places right thanks for that distinction because i i think yeah, having feedback or critique for someone can be veiled as trolling, you know, versus if you're part of the space and paying energetic taxes. Um, also, this last thing you said about feeding life just lit up a lot for me because I hear this like ripple effect, right? Where it's like when we're coming from this space of breaking other people's spirits and seeing how that's like creating a domino effect of just negative things um, versus the energetic of feeding life and then, you know, supporting things coming into bloom, mm. um, gifting to life, giving oneself, um, one's gifts to life and seeing the alternating like ripple effect of that, that's, you know, supporting and growing and creating. Right, right, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, serving life. That's been a, a, one of the initiatives I uh, started, I think a few months ago, um, I come to serve life and serve life. I'm not sure if you've observed that or not, uh, but that's been a very important. I, I must have, yeah. Okay. I think it's it's uh, integrated so much because I've been thinking a lot about life, mm-hmm. um, as kind of like another way of talking about God, yeah. but life being this almost like terrestrial like right. version of God and spirit being more of the like out there right. quality. But yeah, to serve life is very much, mm-hmm. um, yeah, creating, creating an opening. Um, Right. as opposed to killing destroying yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i think uh that's important and um serving life is a uh, is what we're here to do it's what every everything and everyone is here to serve life in the way that's natural to them and the way that's that's meaningful to them is to find their post find their home find their path and serve life on that path and the world is a better place when everyone is serving life in that capacity so how do you see the connection between people being in their their own unique channel, their God zone, and that serving life? Like, mm-hmm. 
kind of the ecosystem of that? Right. Uh, you know, I see a tree of life. That's always imagine like the I always imagine that all of this is a tree of some sort. It looks it's some tree like figure and in a massive, massive worlds and worlds away. And um, when people are serving life in their own path, because you're born, you have a, a you know, you have tendencies, you have curiosities, you have natural abilities that came out of nowhere that you were just born with genetically. You have things that are passed down to you. Uh, there's there's nurture, there's nature. And all of this has reasoning and has meaning for it. So whatever your desire is, that's what your desire is supposed to be. There's something on the other side waiting for you to meet it. That's just the law. How do I know that's the law? I don't know. I just say it's the law. It makes sense to me. Um, so whatever thought you have in your mind, whatever desire, positive, life-serving desire you have in your mind, there's a compliment waiting for you on the other side. The more that thought develops, the more that your compliment on the creation side is developing as well. So it's like a person who's starting a business, right? And they need an investor. There's an investor thinking about your business as you're thinking about, as you're growing your business. They're looking for your business as you're developing your business. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you guys are gonna meet each other in a coffee shop or one day you're gonna, you know, someone's gonna mention them on Facebook or whatever. Um, and you're going to find each other. It's like, whoa, this is the type of business I've always wanted to invest in for the last six years. Wow, the idea came to me seven years ago or six years ago, whatever. That's what I believe. There's a compliment to everything. We talk about the feminine and the masculine. We talk about the yin and the yang and the ones and the zeros and the laws of creation and all these things. Okay, when you have a thought that serves life, you have a desire. There's, there's a compliment in the form of a vessel, a person, place, or thing that's also at the equal and opposite developmental stage of your thought. Now, that's a belief. That's, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, that's genius. I, I love that. I believe it to be absolute truth. And even if it's not true, it, it's, uh, it's a gift. I mean, why, why would anyone want to believe anything different? What's the downside of not believing it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the entrepreneur, the person who's creating something, they, they need energy. Right to do that and if there's this thought form that it's not going to work out or there's nothing there for me on the other side like that's not going to help the mission mm -hmm. um also this just happened to me yesterday i woke up from a dream about someone sending me a detailed plan of like how to help me with social media mm -hmm. i was like wow i would i would really like this i want some help with my social media um, creating templates whatnot mm -hmm. i want them to have a vision i almost created an ad but for some reason i didn't and then that night i met someone mm -hmm. who literally had all of that criteria yeah. wanted to help and i was like i just dreamt of you this morning yeah, yeah that's how it works um, mm -hmm. right that's how it works what you just described is and i find it to be true i find it to be true so what you just described is exactly how it works they were already fully formed. As your thoughts became fully formed, that person was fully formed waiting for you. You met creation. Right. So this is very visionary thinking, right? And this is taking out, like, because with the wound cycle, right, and feeling, like, not fully there in spirit um, and kind of getting that out of the way, moving toward 
the vision of how one actually wants to be a creator here, it feels very similar with our thoughts in terms of having that full confidence and that full vision and that there is something on the other side. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in the way at that point. It's kind of like the doubts or the insecurities are not, you right. know, and so... It's an illusion. Yeah, that invitation to lean all the way. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I use another analogy. I call it hazing by the spirit. Um, anything that is in opposition to your I am, so if your I am is a business, if your I am is a whatever it is, your I am is your identity, is, is, is your vision, is your mission, is where you're going, is who you say you are, is what you're creating. Anything that is in opposition to your life-serving I am isn't nothing but hazing by the spirit. Why is it important to say that? Because we're, we're just, we're, we're lumping all of the complications, all of that junky detail, and she said, he said, and this is why they said it wouldn't work, and you know uh it's against the law whatever it is we're just gonna lump that and we're gonna call it hazing by the spirit we're just gonna call it hazing by the spirit that way we don't have to talk that much oh you said no that's hazing by the spirit i am you just keep on saying i am until you find creation yeah it reminds me of um praying and receiving experiences that help refine the prayer like you learn what's in the way of the prayer right mm -hmm. like if a person's praying for strength, they may have experiences that call them to need strength. So those could be challenging experiences. Mm -hmm. Right. So that form of hazing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Just uh, and, and, and the spirit hazes you to make sure you are who you say you are and to help you get where you're going. Um, it's sort of like um, when you take a pill and put it in your body. And let's say the pill is for your liver or it's for another organ or a part of your body to help do something. That pill goes through a hazing process to get it where it's going. The body's constantly testing it and, oh, you don't belong here. You have to go there. Oh, go right, go left. In order for that pill to travel to where it needs to travel and to send your brain the right information, it goes through a process of being hazed by different aspects of your body and your brain to get it where it's going. So it's the same thing works when it comes to I am. In order to, you, to get you where you're going, what your I am says it is, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be, nope, oh, not this way. No, you're not. I am. Okay, go left. No, you're not. I am. Okay, go right and then turn left again. I am. No, you're not. Okay, now go, go further down. It just keeps, the more you keep saying I am, you're going to be elevated to the creation of your I am. If you can hold the frame. Right, that makes sense. That's kind of like being prepared to receive the thing that we're asking for, creating. It's a quest, it's a journey at that point. Mm -hmm. um, it might not just instantly manifest, but give us a pathway. And to be able to see that, that that's happening as opposed to getting discouraged by the apparent obstacles right, right. along the way. Right, I love the way you described that. Yeah, so I also really love how you talk about gender relationships between men and women mm -hmm. um yeah i would like to kind of ask you about that in terms of um the feminine as atmosphere right um right so as you know i wrote an ebook called men rule the kingdom women rule the atmosphere um and your question about gender are you asking what, what does it mean for women to be the atmosphere yeah, and the masculine with the kingdom and um, feminine with the atmosphere. Right. So uh, here's what I believe. I think the feminine is like um, is like the atmosphere. I think they're connected to 
something like godly something outside of this world like so and it really explains their thought process their behaviors their feelings um like women in any space tells you how the space feels how how the women behave is how the space feels um and men i call i say always represents mine men are building things and they, they represent like the the order the law of that space um so that's like the the illustration that comes to mind when I think of uh, masculine rules the kingdom, feminine rules the atmosphere, and um, women outside. Like a kingdom is very jurisdictional, it has territory, it has a, a certain area that it is perfecting, but the atmosphere, the weather travels all over the place. It doesn't acknowledge territory. It doesn't really. It just travels, right? It's doing something for God. It's sending information on behalf of God. It's sending rain to the east storms to the west sunshine up north um, and it's trying to tell the earth something it's trying to tell it it's trying to help cultivate it um, and correct things sometimes there's uh fires that happen in the wilderness um, so it's doing something representing a higher intelligence a higher being so I, I consider women in the way they behave and the way they think it's like you're like the weather like you can't really tame the weather the weather just is. You just have to have a kingdom that is prepared to receive the weather and observe the weather. The weather is to be observed, not necessarily tamed and not necessarily controlled. You observe it and you create a kingdom. You create an order, a law, an infrastructure that can dance with the atmosphere. Yeah, sounds enticing just hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and I feel even the, um, you know, speaking from like my own path, like the last maybe four years or so, I've really been unraveling the ways that I internally controlled the weather, mm. trying to like hide my emotions or make them a certain thing and just actually letting them be fully what they are. Mm. And then in that, attracting so much better like relationships, actually being able to be perceived more. But there was this whole process of like undoing my own I guess like inner masculine guard and defenses to control the weather basically right right yeah whatever comes natural to you um you know what i'm saying like uh so yeah i, I don't know you know controlling the weather see, see i'm not a woman and i'm not really you know feminine or anything like that i'm just speaking from uh from my perspective in my relationships to women i'm like y'all are the weather you know, I'm going to observe, I'm going to take notes, and I'm going to create a world. I'm going to do my thing um, in honor of the weather. I'm going to understand that this happens in the in the atmosphere, and um, this is how we need to, this is what we need to do in the kingdom um, to have a productive and to have, to keep operations moving while being in co-creation right. and being in agreement with the, the atmosphere. So let it show. So yeah, if you get if you feel like it needs to rain, let it rain. Um, the kingdom might not want it, but isn't that how society works? I don't. Sometimes I want to go outside and go to the park, and it's raining like hell outside. Like it's raining, it's thunderstorming. I cannot outvote the weather from from storming on the day I want to go outside and go to the park. Uh, but there's a reason why it needed to storm. I don't know that reason. I don't understand it. But there's a reason. God decided. It needed a storm, and and I'm, it's gonna solve something bigger than me, larger than me, something that I won't be able to comprehend right. with my human mind. 
it's doing something better, it's serving life. I just can't see it, and I acknowledge that. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I really resonate with that. Um, and just letting it be is actually what, yeah, then informs the connections and relationships that I'm in, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel, you know, another thing, there's so many ideas that I've been inspired by on your channel, so there's all these different directions, but speaking in terms of, like, protocols and organization, knowing what you stand for, and then, you know, we have our... Um, command over our consciousness, but then in terms of organizing and creating things in the world, it's a, applying these principles, it sounds like. Right, um, right. I want to say to something real quick. Um, in honor of the weather, I want to honor the weather right now. I have to use the restroom. It's going to take like 30 seconds, but I'll be back. I just have to honor it. I was going to hold it, but why, why do that? Um, just give me 30 okay. seconds and I'll be right back. And we are back. Can you hear me? Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, please continue with your uh, statement. And uh, sorry, the weather the weather called. I had to honor it. I told you we just observe the weather. We don't try to control it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was saying that applying this kind of command over our consciousness, like it's one thing to have um, order in our own minds, but in terms of world building, creating culture, creating community, um, understanding how to invite people into our world, what our boundaries are, um, the types of communities we want to interact with, et cetera, as like a mm -hmm. application or action of that. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm... Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's, uh, that's powerful. And um, it's the way the world works. It's the way plants work. It's the way... It's the order of things. It's the marketplace. The marketplace is very intelligent. Um, and at the end of the day, this is all a, a, a game and um, a, a process of t towards evolution. We're all just trying to evolve in our own minute ways and in, in our own communal ways. So as we evolve in consciousness, our communities change, our relationships change, things change. We see things in a different light. Um, but there's something greater going on here in ways that we can't comprehend it. God is at work here. Um, and, but it, the, the the game is, uh, you know, I have this quote that says, God is neither man nor woman. God is the tussling of the masculine and feminine tussling their way into existence. I can't remember the exact words, but something like that. God is the uh, masculine and feminine tussling their way into existence. Um so that that's that's what's happening. Tussling your way into evolution, just it keeps going. It's just all a tussle. Uh, so so I, I I agree with that. What's inspired you, um, you know, personally in your work, what you share around of like protecting and supporting the family, the institution of family. Um, I see where the world is going. Uh, well, you know, I'm not sure what country you're based in. I, I, you're not based in America, are you? I am. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know why I thought you were based in like Australia or something like that. Wow. That's odd. Um, okay. So I see the direction the world is going from my observation in certain communities where family is not important or family is not held as a sacred institution. I've seen that. Um, and in seeing that, I don't like the results. I don't like 
how the children come out um that all the issues that the children have all the issues that it gives women all the issues that it gives men when they don't have family um family is important family is the most important institution there is we need each other uh, people should not be married to their uh, well, I can't really say should I can only speak for myself in my own community like I, I respect everyone's sovereignty I really appreciate your messages about family and the way that you talk about it and understanding that people do have these developmental traumas that come from childhood wounding mm-hmm. and that here we are like in the coaching or personal development or spiritual wellness and we're all here like working on healing and wellness and a lot of these things come from childhood and yet there can be such an individualistic thrust of like you know I'm going to be this person or mm-hmm. you know and to view it in terms of the family system and community it's everything it is really important it's so much trauma I would say even most trauma is due to someone their uh, relationship with their mom or their dad um, or something that happened if it was an incident that happened in their childhood you can usually root that incident back to the house being out of order so literally everything that I don't want to say everything I don't want to I don't want to be too exact but most things most trauma is projected out of the health condition of one's family uh, during childhood so when the um, make sure my Mac is plugged in so when the uh, the family's weak or dysfunctional, that has a, a trend effect, a triple effect, or whatever you want to call it, outside the home. Something happens on the playground. Something happens at school. Because that child is wearing the wounds, whatever's going on in their, in their home, they have that inside of them, and now they're projecting that signal out at school. And other things happen. Maybe they get bullied. Uh, maybe a teacher is very mean to them because they can see that. So that wound cycle created out of the home attracts those who complement the wound cycle outside the home. Family is everything. Family is the most important institution there is to preserve, to protect, to nurture it. And, and that's not to say that I'm perfect at it or anything like that, but I speak with conviction about it because that's what I believe to be true. Um, the stronger a family is, the, mo- the more healthier and the less likely that child is going to endure um, wounds that are so severe that it damages them for the rest of their life. Very true. So, yeah, uh, just about family, man. Uh, just I think family is important. And then that and I think most trauma is due to issues that come out of a person's family life, um, even predators outside the home. They, 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 they find usually that, that their prey through the wounds that are occurring inside the house. Um, you can almost tell a person's life experience with their family by their traumas outside the home. Tell me what happened to you outside the home. I can probably tell you what's, what was going on between your mom and your dad or the emotional or mental or spiritual issues that were happening between your, your guardians or your household. Um, so it just it just it takes on new experiences. Whatever trauma is going on inside the home, it takes on new experiences outside the home. It finds new things like that. That's why family is the most important institution to like try to protect, preserve, and make better. That makes a lot of sense to me. There was um, something I was picking up in my astrology studies that mapped family as like a microcosm of the culture, the moment of time. 
and that family is a place where we receive um, cultural conditioning and messages, but through this very personal, mm. um, smaller matrix. Yes. And so individuals doing their um, due diligence, I suppose, to mm. to really be like in their healing or in their wellness and um, not perpetuate some of the things that we just passively um, inherit from culture. But then in so doing, as we um, transmute those things inside of ourselves and inside of our family systems, we end up creating culture yeah. um, by not passing on certain things or creating other timelines or other realities. Oh, yes. That's, that's so good. That's so good. The words that come to mind is family is the foundation of one's consciousness. So whatever your family. I wonder culture what was. else is going on astrologically besides the sun and Aquarius. Oh, what we have. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you yeah. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I just Aquarius is very um, like ecosystem systems thinking, very like communal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then family, like we would um, ascribe maybe to like cancer or something lunar. Mm-hmm. We have like a whole natal chart, but there's just a um, a sensitivity or an attunement that you have to the family that feels very lunar mm. to me, or like this um, systems awareness of Aquarius that right. goes into that. Right, right, and you know, family is the first community that we're born into as well. So I totally uh, agree with that uh, that that assessment. I don't know what sign my other signs are. Um, my wife is into it; she knows all that stuff, and I, I just forgot it. I don't know what it is. Well, if you want to know, I can help you. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, Thank you. I appreciate the offer. Of course, I'm going to take you up on that. Great. Um, well, I think one of the last things that I want to ask you is about um, kind of your visions or what's exciting you about this year ahead. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just right. leave it to that. Right, sure. So uh, this year ahead, my visions... I have a lot going on. Um, I have the the Marcus Association that I just launched. Um, I have a, you know, I'm in the tech game. So I have mobile apps as well in the marketplace that I'm super excited about releasing and and perfecting and and expanding um, so I can further fund some of my Serve Life initiatives. And, um, you know, there's really no telling. I wake up every day and I allow the Lord to lead me um, and, and show me what I need to be working on. You know, even though I have my own plans, I've learned that no matter what my plans are, there's going to always be a dance that I'm going to have to do with the universe and with God. And that's going to be revealed to me. All I can tell you is that I burn with holy fire daily and in burning with holy fire daily, there's no telling what this year is going to be like for me. There's no telling what's going to come out of me. Um, but I am very fearless. I am very present. And when I get something in my consciousness or in my mind to do something, no matter how ostentatious it is, I will do it. Um, so there's, there's, I don't know. I'm going to surprise myself, I'm sure, by the time the year is. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I did that. Uh, so I'm, I'm here to serve life and, you know, however, whatever assignment is uh, given to me by the Lord, that's what I, I intend on working on. Cheers to that. Thank you for all the inspiration along the way. And for those listening, how can people connect with you, find you? You can find me on Facebook. Just type in Eli Marcus, uh, spell Marcus with a K. That's M-A-R-K-U-S. And of course, Eli is spelled E-L-I. So that's probably the best 
or Eli Marcus said. That's my uh, page on Facebook. So it's Eli Marcus said as in S-A-I-D. Well, thank you so much. And for those of you listening, um, if this was your first time meeting Eli, highly recommend following. Um, every time I tune into your transmissions, I like receive all of this insight revelation. And it's very like relevant it's always like tapped in really appreciate your channel and all that it's opened up in my life and inspired in me i appreciate you i hope to uh, talk to you again and just stay connected and if there's anything i can do to aid in your your ministry your community or even just if it's just a connection uh, where we're just uh passing the ball of inspiration to each other or whatever i'm here to to serve life i'm here to to help with that and thank you for for being a, a supporter um a reader and, a, and a, an observer of my work and I look forward to doing the same thank you so much Eva. no problem